Welcome to Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber. I'm Khan. My name is Alex. And we're taking a picture right now. We are. It's really hard. I need a selfie stick. Oh, just squeeze my face in there. That's just something that you are saying awkwardly as you are uh, yeah. at your at your first strip strip bar or strip club. Also, we are taking a picture from the perspective of the Kansi. Yes. Because he is totally here. He just never says his name. And he's going to be quiet uh, this entire episode. He's, he's been putting the time out. Mm-hmm. He's not in, by any chance or in any way on vacation in Colorado. Yeah, because who like, who goes to vacation in Colorado? Like, just go do some white people shit. <laughs> ah, actually, Colorado's pretty dope. Um, if you guys haven't checked his Instagram, he's like hiking everywhere, seeing some dope locations. I'm I'm you know I'm not against hiking. I get it. It's fun. It's fun to work out. But like at the same time, bro, that's a vacation, and you going to walk? <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be driven everywhere. You're walking around mountains and up mountains. Like, (laughs) you literally, like, if you're on vacation, horse carriage everywhere. Yeah. That's how you do it. That's how you you got to do do it. it. See, and I'm not saying, like, you can't just go on it. Like, everybody has different kinds of, you know, entertainment values there. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, hiking can be fun. But, like, that just sounds like more work when you're on vacation. Get a carriage. Make it dope. Get a carriage. Go go on a hiking trail on a carriage. Feel like Cinderella on the weekend, bitch. That would be... Uh, okay, in fairness of the animals, though, that would be hard work for the horses. That would be hard work for them. But they're not on vacation, yeah, so they have to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. I have to work when I'm not on vacation. So, yeah. Yeah. The horses, they applied for the job. They... they made their resume out they interviewed for they the job probably had really dope ass resumes like yo my daddy was this was this horse and uh-huh. my mama was this race horse oh, and yeah? so i am not a race horse oh that's good do you have any references oh well so y- yo you know that ranch uh-huh yeah that ranch down the street uh-huh daily ranch yeah yeah, yeah that's my ranch. i live there motherfucker that's your ranch yeah, there are some rolling hills that you must be running on. <laughs> oh, you got the job. You're hired, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, guys, we welcome to Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber. We are a movie review podcast. We are your source for your light and heavy action nerd needs. <clears throat> we'll tell you what movies you should be watching as well as any other dope medias for the nerd soul. Like games that mine is crushed. Yeah, guys, we're we're in mourning. Uh, by the way, um, I'm gonna reiterate. My name is Alex. That guy over there. Look at him. Look at him. Look at me. Look at him. Look at me. Look at you. Eye contact. Look at me. Look at you. Look at me. Look at him. Looking at you. Looking at me. Looking, looking at, at you. Looking at me. Looking at them. Looking it, at us. I'm Khan. He's Khan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Khan is in mourning. His his computer died. The main PC that runs all the games, not the one that runs the stream, mm-hmm. uh, short-circuited. And I am usually pretty good when it comes to figuring out how, you know, what could have gone wrong. But, uh, fuck you, Miracle. 
Yeah, little kitty cat. Jumped uh, off of the table, something flew into it, it shorted, and now I have no idea if the power supply is broken, if the motherboard's broken, if it affected the processor at all, but long story short, it was time for an upgrade anyway, now we just need monies. Con, would this qualify or be categorized in a heavy nerd need? I believe it would. Yeah. I also would believe that it fits into my special baby segment, the gaming corner. Yeah. Because I wanted to talk about how... Did I talk about Monster Hunter last uh, last episode? Yes. Before because, you get into that, let's, yeah. let's... So, we are today, we're going to be re- reviewing uh, Ghost in the Shell, the 1995 original movie. Beautiful. Yes, I've never seen uh, like much of Ghost in the Shell, so I was just officially uh, had my Ghost in the Shell cherry popped today. I'm 99% sure that we've been trying to pop this cherry for seven years. I just wasn't ready, you know? <laughs> like, when do you know? When you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, man, you know, I just, I just wanted to make sure we were fully in love, and then... And then, you know, why are you always trying to rush me and shit? Mm. Just, like, hang out and shit. Why can't we just watch movies? Anyways, <laughs> that <laughs> that's what we reviewed today. But before uh. we get into the... Um, into the rec into our uh, review, we'd like to recommend cool media's and and Khan always likes to give us like the latest and greatest in the gaming community. So without further ado, Khan's Game Corner. We have to we have to you have to open up with the meme horn, you know, meme air horns. I I think that's required now when you mention the word game. That's okay. I'm going to edit it in here. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so really, though, um, we have one of the bigger majors for Rainbow Six Siege is coming up. It's called it's it's just called Six. Uh, I think it's called Six Siege Paris. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And uh, I believe I've talked about it before on a really old episode. But Rainbow Six Siege has a really nice redemption story for a competitive game, even just a game in general. Um, and the game has evolved really, really well. It's a very great, amazing shooter to check out. There's, I mean, like I've been trying to do commentary for a couple of those uh, in my free time, and it's, I mean, it's always hard to get into commentary. And I've actually just sat down on stream before and just analyzed uh, some of the matches because so you you uh, in particular, you play Call of Duty. Yes. And you played some of the other, uh, some other shooters. But the real thing here is that so you know how Call of Duty has hard sight lines. Right. Like there's just definitely like if you are coming around a corner, you know that there's junk in the way that's not going to let you see what's going to be around the corner sometimes right then there's some like harder uh there's like what i mean there's an, there's a couple of different ways to describe it but basically i'm going to be calling them like soft sight lines where it's like you can you know you can penetrate like a wall and you can kind of see some of the things that are going to come behind it and yeah so. i hate when that shit happens yeah when so people like, penetrate through the wall and kill me <laughs> it's bullshit <laughs> hater this guy's a hater yo i always i always go with the um and you can ask uh, Patty about this. She's always like, mm-hmm. I always say like, oh, they're, they're fucking hacking. Let's leave. Let's leave this this lobby. He lives, he lives the meme of like, nah, bro. I'm, it's not because I'm bad. It's because they're hacking. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> my wife has to break down the reality of 
babe mm-hmm. you're just not, you're just bad you're just bad it's and okay they're, and they're better than you yeah <laughs> no yeah. and there's a, anyways, there's a lot yes. of there's a lot of information to absorb in those kind of moments like can you even can you even detect an audio cue um somebody stomping around oh on the other side or just right behind you and stuff okay and yeah and so what i'm getting into is uh the Rainbow Six Siege kind of flips this whole formula of soft and hard sight lines because they make it so that, number one, everything is, almost everything is penetrable. Whoa. I'm talking like they really work, they really break down the whole like SWAT team kind of like, no, everything can be destructible and you can break literally any wall or almost any wall. Right. Uh, and that's where the defense side of the game comes in, where if everything can be broken, uh-huh. the defense has to decide on whether or not do they break a wall so that they get a proper sight line, mm-hmm. or do they make a tiny kill hole with like a couple of bullets so that they can get a sight line in there. Hey. Yeah. Yo, that's a that's really interactive. So you're super interactive with the maps. With the environment itself. With the environment, right. And on top of that, um, the defense has to the defense has the capability of reinforcing these walls with these crazy steel gadgets, whatever. Dumb. And so then getting into that, there's um there's like thermite in order to break down those steel walls and sometimes you have what they call uh, they call them like soft breachers or whatever. Really. And these are the the types of bullets. These are the types of characters that have these kinds of skills. Like some characters have the ability to melt down the wall. One of the top played characters, just because he has that ability, is Thermite. Okay. Literally, his code name is like Thermite. <laughs> Damn. Um, and getting into that, there's just uh, there's lots of different characters with lots of different specialties, and they have all sorts of different gadgets. Uh, another one of the most popular characters is Ash because her character, uh, she's like the fastest character in the game. Nice. She has just good guns and um, her ability is, uh, one of her abilities is breaching rounds. And so Sick. you'll basically like swap out your gun, swap out to a, like a grenade launcher and you'll be able to breach a soft wall. Right. Which is like wood or like some sort of uh, certain cardboard because again... You can reinforce walls into steel, and then some maps just have straight-up steel walls on some of the walls. That's dope. And, yeah, so you'll be able to, like, from down the hallway, boom, pop it, switch to your gun before it pops, and then all of a sudden, boom, it breaks, and you've got this whole doorway or an entire wall where you have a clear sight line. You can pop everybody in the head. That's dope. so the game is incredibly lethal. Like, you're talking about in Call of Duty, you're getting three or four tapped. Right. And that's just kind of like in general, every gun is capable of doing that. Yeah. Which is really frustrating. Yeah, it's the worst. In Rainbow Six Siege, it's the similar sense that in that, at least on PC, everybody is so accurate that every gun is one tap to the head. Damn, that's crazy. Like pretty much every single gun is one tap to the head. I would die so quick. You would not like this game because it's that hard. You would just, the the learning curve, while it's not difficult, is just really, or the the learning curve is pretty difficult, but like just getting started in the game, the game is so lethal that you'll be, you'll be annoyed all the time. Mm -hmm. And then like you were saying, like that guy's hacking. It's like, (laughs) that's actually some characters abilities are to like break off cameras or throw extra cameras up so that you can see where you're coming from. 
Damn. Like, this game is really, really, really interesting to watch. One of these days, I'll just have you watch a a, a pro match with me, and I'll just point out, like, boom, 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 boom. Look yeah. Look at all these things. And so... That'd be so much fun. Yeah. Like, this is supposed to be one of the biggest majors uh, is going to go on in Paris. And, oh, shit. Like, I've been following the pro scene for quite a while just because I love that game. Yeah. The casual, like, as a casual player, that game is too intense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like... Like I've been like I've been saying this whole time. Take take this room, uh-huh. right? Everywhere you can get one tapped from behind a wall. God damn like, it! The game is just that. Like every single gun is capable of doing that, dude. Well, so for a noob like me, um, just Rainbow in general, that that uh, franchise or platform, right, has mm-hmm. always. Rainbow has always been kind of a hardcore tactical shooter. Yeah. And this is, in a lot of people's cases, they consider this to be the least tactical. Oh. When in reality, it's just that the game mechanics are different. Okay. Like, this is just as tactical as the other Rainbow Six uh, series games, Uh except it's uh, no longer a cover shooter. It's like a first-person shooter where they have all of these extra, like I said, like all this other environmental-based, like, you're going to be setting up walls you're going to be throwing drones around to scout walls and other floors you don't you know everything will kill you <laughs> dude sounds fucking dope it is crazy uh so um, that's just one thing i want to talk about in my gaming corner so you can just go ahead and shorten the gaming corner as much as you want <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is monster hunter fucking world is on pc Woo! as of last thursday and I haven't gotten to play any of it. I got to play an hour and a half, and uh, I was I, I had such a maximum like all the blood drained into my body to go to my penis kind of boner. And yeah, and like you got a little lightheaded, and and then and then the, and then when it when it happened, all of my body blood just like left my body because I died because my computer because your computer died. Yeah, yeah, that's so, rough. Uh, there's that. It's there's like also you some, um, you were in paradise, and it was just taken away it was, from it was me, too so. good to be true yeah it was it, it's like it's like you know when when they paint you a picture uh-huh of paradise yeah and then thanos snapped <gasps> and you're like oh this wasn't it the whole time that was just a reality stone image yeah it's like he was saying i'm gonna give you paradise and then little do you know the way that he's gonna give you paradise is by killing half your family mm, at mm. least half at least half at least half um what else do you have for us uh, that was really it for the game stuff. So, end the game corner. Con- other- end game corner. Okay. Here, here, here. Other con recommendations include L1011 had a new album. Hell yeah. Super dope. Just crazy cool instrumental. Very just like a lot of it's chill, but a lot of it's also really hyphy. Like it's just, it's great music. And then churches spelled with a V. Yes. The kind of electronic, poppy poppy group. They put out a new album. I don't know how long ago. I think it was in July. Not too long ago, yeah. yeah. And uh, that is also some beautiful, dope music. And they did that track like you mentioned last week uh, with Wednesday Camp- Campanella. Yeah. We were just jamming to this on the way home today, and, and that track is lit. I love like, it. It was, oh, it's so good. It's too good. It's too, it's too, too much good music. Too Welcome good. to 2018. That is too good. Um. All right. Well, what I got for today is um. Wait, are we still streaming on? 
on oh we're on ig live right now i guess we'll turn it around we're gonna turn it to you because i'm not that interesting What's uh? We got a little wave from uh from homie TD Smiles. What's up, TD Smiles? Um, we're on our podcast right now, homeboy, and we're just giving out awesome recommendations for uh for the um uh, for the week for you to go check out. So what I'm gonna recommend today, I finally got around to watch watching all the Dave Chappelle uh specials on, on Netflix. Yeah, and yeah. um. I gotta tell y'all that, like, at first, I was a little um, skeptical because I watched the first special and I was just like, "Oh no, has he become like the the black Kathy Griffin?" You know what I mean? Just like talking. I get where you're coming from, but at the same time, I'm like, "No, I, no offense to Kathy Griffin, yeah, but I I know that that's not my kind of comedy comedy where she just shows off about all her celebrity encounters and friends and." Um, there was some of that, but again, like he has such a, he's such a, like uh, a wise figure right now in all this crazy shit and all this ultra sensitivity, uh, culture that's going on right now. Or no offense any- to anybody who might have taken offense to that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, everything that you, everything and everything that you say is wrong. And the problem with that is that. Everything, you're, the the weight behind what people are saying is completely taken away. So nobody gets taken serious anymore. If you are actually going out and putting some serious allegations of a wrongdoing, if everybody is just calling people out for whatever, for whatever, for everything yeah. and everything, then the real serious allegations are not going to be taken it's because of it's literally being polarized yeah like again i have no i don't take any offense to anybody who might take offense but like i get it yeah i have like me personally i absorb a lot of information wrong mm-hmm. and on top of that i also spew a lot of information incorrectly and yeah uh, same and it's just like you for a lot of that it's a lot of like if you aren't friends with somebody and somebody takes something the wrong way that's not necessarily your fault for saying it wrong or their fault for absorbing it wrong but people who blow it out of proportion are polarizing the whole thing is what i'm trying to say where it's like accidents can happen and don't you don't need to take everything so seriously on that level and not only that it's it's crucifying a person's character to think that it's just all black and white because somebody did something wrong, that person is just a bad person. And I'm not I'm not talking about like the big bads, you know what I mean? Like Bill Illuminati. Bill <laughs> Bill Cosby or like, you know, Louis C. K. Stuff like mm-hmm. that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it it just go it you get some other people who are human and they could have made a mistake, they could have done something the wrong way and then you are just gonna just crucify his entire his or her entire character based on the one action and reputation yeah based on the one action you're like you are just a bad person now and there is no forgiveness and there's no second chances and you can't be good anymore ever yeah you're just you you look at louis ck's work and it's like 
there's brilliant stuff he talks about so much just there's actual emotional trauma there that he addresses pretty pretty well in my opinion in order to connect to a lot of larger audience and at the same time it's like oh you know what i did that that thing and you know i fucked up that like he he did say he fucked up yeah you know he but at the same time people are just gonna be like never again yeah never and and we don't want to take a uh, man. This became super political. This became a rant. It did a very political rant that we don't normally talk about. So we're gonna have to edit out a good portion of it. We're gonna take some of this out. But uh, the point is, is that you know, I think the biggest one that you guys should watch it, that has that pertains to what we're talking about is uh, Equanimity and the Bird, uh, and it's just a good different perspective on what is going on right now and the dangerous direction that this movement you know the hashtag me too movement and and all these other movements that are asking for justice there's a dangerous direction that they may be going into and i think that the message that dave Chappelle is putting across in a very elegant and funny way that's easy to digest is that just don't 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 put it to the extreme so hard. Don't put it to the extreme. Yeah. And and just be careful about the way that you're approaching it and and yeah. And, yeah. Speaking of which that that entire rant that you can either edit out or it leave or parts not. of in. Yeah. Uh leading back into Dave Chappelle. Yes. So edit here Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Chappelle showed up on uh Jerry Seinfeld's like comedians cars getting coffee. Oh yeah, I watched whole, that. It is hilarious how introverted he is, and he's sitting there in this fucking coffee shop and just smoking his little vape pen. And it's like, Jerry, Jerry, like the way he says it, it's like, I'm not a people person. Yeah, it's crazy. It's hilarious. It's great. Oh, it's such a good one. Uh, my final recommendation is um, the Pokemon trading card game. Yo, you know, <laughs> the biggest meme, and at the same time, it's so good. It's so much oh, fun. No. Oh. He might he might have hit a button. No, no, we're good. We're good. I think we're okay. Uh, it's such a blast. I downloaded it for the computer. So there's the the computer Pokemon pro- grading. Program, yeah. yeah, online. You can go and compete with other people. And uh, and then um, I downloaded the Game Boy emulator, and that is a blast. That game right there is an older game, um, Pokemon trading card game, uh, for the Game Boy Color. So super fun. Definitely. If you're thinking if you if you kind of miss Pokemon at all, like Pokemon trading card game specifically, download it. Find a way to get a hold of that game (laughs) Here's and play that Game Boy Color version because it's super bare bones. But at the same time, you still get to see all the complexity of deck building. Yes. And playing against I mean, their computers. But so but like RNG still is huge. You know, I mean, the cool thing about it is that. There's so much more strategy, 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 strategy in in these you know duels that you do because I love Pokemon the game right. I played every single version um, up to black and white because um, he hasn't gotten a black and white two copy and he doesn't have a 3ds and I'm not letting him wipe my file. Actually, I do have a 3ds. He has a 3ds, but he ain't got money to buy no Pokemon Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. It's it's 
you know what what happens is that it become it can become kind of repetitive and it gets to the point where you get your big you know tank of a pokemon and you're just hitting your slash and you're one hitting all the pokemon and you're mm-hmm. just doing that over and over it kind of becomes brainless and don't don't take this as hate i love it if you want a good break from that and you want to see a different aspect to pokemon um pokemon tree cg has a lot of flavor dude there, yeah do it and 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 there's just it's just like a whole new game whole new strat strategy I, strategy i can't say that word today strategy 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 like, like like say tragedy tragedy now say strategy strategy it's a, sli- it's a slightly oh my god if i guy. say it in a, in an accent it will come out right i'm point gonna that edit I all to get, this point that i wanted to get to was that um I, I get where you're coming from where it gets kind of brain dead but that's also just straight computers where you can kind of abuse a lot of stuff against computers where you know like again if a kid picked up a new Pokemon, maybe he wouldn't be able to pick up all and all all that that fast. But like once you're our age, which is actually a really large part part of the Pokemon fan base, yep, you realize that oh, it like this is mathematically speaking a neutral like there's no bonus, there's no no resistance power attack. You're just gonna use it, yeah, and there you go. You you know you'll be able to like three shot him, which exactly. in Alex' defense. He's not trying to like speed run anything. He's just like, I'm enjoying me and my mons. <laughs> That's pretty much it, guys. Um, what I, else do we need? We, uh, I haven't actually read anything for a while, so I. Uh, I think we can get into the movie. We we've gone on for like a good majority of the. Yeah, um, it's kind of nice having yeah. the the timer there. Yeah, is it because we can't usually read it from all the way over? Yeah. Well, here we go. We we like we told you earlier. We uh rev- or watched the Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell. Yes, sir. Uh, super dope movie. I'm gonna get into my one minute plot breakdown. I'm gonna try and stay within the one minute. I will give you the uh timer, sir. Beep boop 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 bop. He's boop, now boop, ca- bop. calibrating. Beep, boop, 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 beep, boop. Uh-huh, calibrating the timer. Mm-hmm. That's what those noises are. Three. Dos. Un. I don't know a different word for go. <laughs> so remember those lewd anime pages you followed on Instagram on accident? Totally. This isn't what Ghost in the Shell is about. Totally not. Okay, it's a little bit about that. There's but no. the lewdness has a point to it, I promise. Anyway, we're jetpacked into a futuristic world where cyborgs and human enhancements are as common as plastic surgery. Only more people can afford it, as opposed to the powerful Kardashian family that keeps popping up on your IG feed, even though you never search them once in your life. Oh, he's taking long on what, that one. What the fuck, Instagram? <laughs> anyway, our hero Motoko, the badass Black Widow of Cyborg, uh... Black's, Black Ops 20 seconds. F- finds out that a super hacker is infiltrating high-status government officials, sexy interpreters, to gain privileged information. Apparently, cy- sexy cyborgs are a standard issues in the government. Ten. Melania Trump? What? Moving on, M- Motoko and her boys do some expert detective work while questioning the concept of human existence. That's... I want to try this again. You know what? You know what? You, 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 you didn't deliver... Shut the... Shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> Let's try it again. What do you think? I say, you know what? You, you'll get your second shot. Here you go. Three, two, 
one, go. So remember those lewd anime pages you followed on Instagram? That isn't what Ghost in the Shell is about. Okay, it's a little bit about that. But the lewdness has a point to it, I promise. Anyway, we're jet-packed into a futuristic world where cyborgs and human enhancements are as common as plastic surgery. Only more people can afford it as opposed to the powerful Kardashian family that keeps popping up on your IG feed, even though I've never searched them once in my life. What the fuck, Instagram? Anyway, our hero, Mutsuko, the badass black widow cyborg Black Ops, finds out that a super hacker is infiltrating high-status government officials, sexy cyborg interpreters, to gain privileged information. Apparently, sexy cyborgs are a standard issue in the government. Melania Trump, much? Anyways, moving on, Motoko and her boys do some expert detective work while questioning the concept of human existence. That's some serious multitasking. They uncovered that the hacker was something on level 9000 slash mindfuck, and Motoko transcends into something more intense than what she was before, the movie started and your boy Alex is even more confused and 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 nosebleeds it's, it's, it's hard and it's hard, and yeah. and mind explosions yeah so mind. that's pretty much it yep uh I went a little over the time guys but yeah I think you guys kind of got what I was trying to yeah, get across yeah see he because because he's really 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 focused on delivering the IG feed thing which is totally fine yeah but that took up like five seconds out of a minute. Yo, we're talking like five <laughs> precious seconds that I could have been. You could have you could have been like, so like the real one of the other plot breakdowns is like, hey, man, it's 2030. Not that far off into the future. It's like 10. It's like 10, it's, it's 12 10, years yeah, ago. Yeah. No, no, it's 11 years from now. Yeah. So, when yeah, am I going to yeah. get my super cool, uh, you know, cyborg enhancements? Yeah. Cyborg enhancements are normal amongst people. And uh, that leads into the technology is really, really advanced and normal. And, yo, hackers, hackers are a bigger problem than you thought. Yep. Oh, because cyber hacking in the future is even more advanced than now. You know and like, then it gets into it gets into all the like spirituality. What is memory? We are all electrical signals. I'm bad at plot breakdowns. That's why it's not my bit. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. But dude, seriously, this movie. Um, I don't know, man. It was kind of kind of looking into the future a little bit because hackers has been kind of a huge deal. I like mean, the, 23 yeah. years after the movie was a thing. It was happening back then. Yeah. yeah. And it's been going on since the '80s, except now all of the all of the like technology has caught up to that, and that means that there's an entire section of the internet called the dark web that we don't actually we we hopefully never have to deal with after, in in reality. I pray to Jesus that we don't. It's like it's like when you you know the Illuminati is a thing, but you don't want to believe that it's a thing, so you just kind of ignore the fact that it's a thing. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. I really like this movie. I was uh somewhat confused but the Luckily, thing about i was around to help you with some of those things to make you more confused <laughs> if you guys haven't watched the movie yet watch it with junior he will hold your hand and get you through it ladies i am single <laughs> <laughs> um yo but honestly it's super cool um it, it really and it's an amazing film yeah There's, the thing is is that a lot of people in my opinion might not have looked at it especially that that's why i kept telling you about it when we started it was like it's not going to be an action romp there's going to be great scenes but it's not like gonna the way that they're you know they they directed it the way that they rewrote the script into english like 
the movie is really mysterious at the start. Yes. It really starts off like a spy film. Yeah. And then as we get, what, like 30 minutes into a 90-minute film, give or take, it becomes a so much deeper film while still talk like still doing spy action scenes yeah it's crazy it's great you kind of get to live with the character um uh motoko um how she you know she she takes her job serious but at the same time like major kusanagi is is it kusanagi or kisaragi i always forget uh major is a major character yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well again she's just like yeah it's kusanagi her her character is, is is kind of like the the connector right what what connects this futuristic world back to us about you know what what would we be feeling in this kind of world where everything is enhanced you can have an entire enhanced body and you can upload your your brain your soul or your ghost to be fair they, to a they, cyborg body they right you mentioned like while enhancements aren't much more normalized mm-hmm. the level of enhancements on the on the main on the main characters is not like not like like it's not like that yeah well yeah but like if you find but yourself still, in like, that line of work yeah, right that's that's the that's the other thing that they were kind of like no like this is how advanced technology is cyborgs are kind of normal yeah so um it's cool i i think that uh for people who always have um those questions about uh existential uh, existentialism it's uh, yeah it's a strong it's a hard word like strategy it's (laughs) strategy is a hard word (laughs) oh my god talking is not my thing tonight uh but he needs the concert here with the weed (laughs) he needs to help me no, anyway, for for those of you who are just questioning, who are just very raw and and very much about facts and scientific realities, you know, this it's a very philosophical film while still addressing all of those hard science, kind yeah, of technologies going in there. Technically, my thoughts are just electrical waves and currents being shot off in my brain, but how do I know that that makes me? A person and not just a random assortment of occurrences natural occurrences that 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 just happen to to be how that's all is, of is making there... the assumption that we are all not experiencing the same reality yeah that's that's under like when you want to get philosophical and talk about crazy shit it's like there is nothing to confirm nor de- like un, you know unconfirm i guess yeah the fact that the reality that I'm experiencing and projecting here into the microphone is at all what anybody else is experiencing. Yeah. It's really cool. It really makes you think about that kind of stuff while you get to watch some super cool anime bitties. <laughs> anime. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. And you get kind of like the, the, the black op tactical, you know, I'm just saying, you know, fights like, and you're like skin suits are pretty, pretty normal. I'm just saying there's a, there's a thin line between weird and normie and uh, skin suits are probably still on the normie side <laughs> for, for this movie, but, uh, <laughs> super, uh, super fun. Um, you know what we can go into? We can go into our badass moments for the film. Uh, pretty much anything that involves a gun and the major. 
Yeah, Major Kusanagi had some really dope. Uh, She's a just great character that in the span of the 90 minutes, you actually get a lot of character development and you get to understand that personality that they wanted to deliver. Yeah. Like, and again, this is this is the original 1995 movie. This is before they had any plans to do like a series with standalone complex or even expand that into what is it? I think it's like three three OVAs, three, like yeah. three like short series. Yeah. On top of the entire uh, I don't remember. I'm I'm no offense to any Ghost in the Shell fans, but like that manga has been around for a while. Yeah. Like they 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 he made that series and then all a lot of the like anime and movies expand on like chapters and cases inside of that oh that's interesting yeah so there's definitely a lot of stuff to go back and check out uh for me i i was big on that that fight that she had between um the spider tank is that what is that what it was they later on in one of the other series they develop a name called tachikoma Right. For those kinds of things. Oh, okay. So the Tachikoma, the first Tachikoma, right, that we run yeah. into. Um, that was a great tactical fight that she... Really, really dope. <laughs> yeah, that, that you kind of watch her go through and um, really see, like, what... Oh, that was a max... That was... So, like, that whole fight is a badass moment, but yeah. maximum badass moment is her ripping off the lid on that tank. Yeah, when she finally lands on the tank. Like, and she sh- lands on the tank after dodging all this bullshit and then rips her arms yeah, doing she, so. She, like, tries to exceed the strength of her enhancements, and it... it <laughs> Yeah, it backfires a little bit. No, it totally works, but it also, yeah. It was cool, man. You kind of get, kind of got to. And you look out with badass moment number quattro. Yes. Bato with the fucking, yeah, I brought a big gun for my collection. <laughs> that was... What did you use against it? Oh, you know, just a big gun. <laughs> right? You didn't like, bring a big gun? That's uh, like, that's such a good, like I've, like I've been talking about with character development, like you get so much personality out of these characters and they really have such a serious tone for the movie. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, I use your standard issue big gun from my personal collection. <laughs> Dude, I mean, and the other thing is that like it was a 1995 film, so I was kind of cringing and bracing myself for like maybe some really old, old stuff. Yeah. And the reality is this was ahead of its time. We watched the dub. And the production value was amazing, and the the voicing, the voice, the, the voice direction, voice direction, was really, really good, incredible. Yeah. I thought I was watching, you know, a two thousand eight, two thousand ten. Yeah, like dub. speaking of which, we're gonna have to eventually watch the uh, Ghost in the Shell remake. I don't think it's. I think it's called two point oh. Yeah, in two thousand, right of yeah, that, that movie. Was, that was the two thousand eight like remake of that movie. Yeah, um, and and honestly, um. I, I would like to get into our number rating real quick. Before that, I just want to say... You have another? Dope-ass soundtrack. Yeah! Ghost in the Shell is just such a phenomenal series, and it stands by so many different people, and that soundtrack is amazing, and the artwork is amazing. The voice direction for the dubs is amazing. They had like a like, kind of tribal kind of uh, soundtrack to it, right? like the and, vocals. And Oh, man, I'm, I'm going to look this up just so I don't uh, mess it up. But I don't remember when Akira came out, and Akira also has like a very similar kind of, yeah. And Akira came out in 1988, so again, not too far off from 1995. Like what, like six, six years, eight years? 
give How, or take. You know what's kind of interesting is and, that they chose a very primal, very very earthy kind of soundtrack. Soundtrack, yeah. And and when they're playing this this soundtrack, you're going through like a very futuristic world. They're kind of giving you a tour of like what the city looks like and what you're the people developing the world for you. I kept on mentioning during the film. There's a lot of very conventional like just real world kind of environments in that while at the same time they somehow stuck in all of this crazy little technology things to make you realize like the future isn't that far yeah no but again like you you kind of wonder what what direction the the sound director was going with when he chose that track so in about like 10 years from now when the street when when this blows up when my stream blows up and everything uh-huh, uh-huh. okay we're gonna move away from dubstep and we're gonna go back to primal music <laughs> i'm not mad at it yeah i wouldn't be mad about that shit take out my didgeridoo i'm gonna become a fucking <laughs> world star <laughs> <laughs> um so i want to give this a number rating and i'm gonna give it a seven out of ten Easy nine out of ten. Nine I, out of ten. Yeah, I've I watched this a long time ago, so long ago, and I know I've watched it multiple times, but I've somehow, luckily, blocked out a lot of that information. Yeah. And when I watched it again, I kept pretty much the whole movie. I'm like, oh shit, I remember that. Oh 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 no, oh, I remember that. Oh, mm, mm, oh, oh, I remember that. Oh god. Yes. So it's got a really good rewatch value. I know I'm gonna rewatch this. Like yeah. it was one. Of, it's one of those movies that you watch it again and you you pick up on so many different things that you didn't pick up on the first go. Like no offense, because I don't feel I don't feel like I ruined your first experience, but I kept on remembering things like no, there's a lot more to like this one scene than you're picking up on. Yeah, and I've watched this I don't know how many times, and I swear I don't remember any of it. But I'm like. Did you get that? Did you get that symbolism? <laughs> Did you get that? Did you see that? They're gonna go back to it in a couple seconds. Boom. Let me watch the movie. Con shit. <laughs> no, uh no, it was cool. And and I can't wait to continue to dive deeper into the world of Ghost in the Shell. Um, oh, I get it. That's a reference to actually diving in Ghost in the Shell, right? Ah, I didn't even mean to do that. Wow. Already a fucking wow. fanboy. <laughs> so and the reason we watch this is because next week when Nikonsi comes back from Colorado, uh, we're gonna we're gonna watch the live action uh, Ghost in the Shell that came out last year. Was it? Uh, I want to say 2017. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was, I think it was around this time last year. I don't remember too well. With Scarlett Johansson, I hadn't seen mm-hmm. any of the Ghost in the Shell, so it's, I haven't yeah. watched it. Uh, I will say that it's got lots of mixed reviews because a lot of people thought like, oh, it's not that great. Oh, why? wow, they whitewashed another movie. But like, you don't even have to watch the movie. It won't really spoil anything. Yeah. But if you go and look at a lot of the shot for shot stills that people have have set up, they did a phenomenal job. That's cool. And that alone should give it up above average. And you, <laughs> you were kind of mentioning that it was the best thing to do before like if if you're a noob as well like me uh to ghost in the shell if you're gonna go watch the scarlett johansson live action um that you should start with the 1995 just just jumping into the series in general the 1995 movie is a great starting point because from there you can actually watch it in release order where you'll be able to absorb a lot of you know how the characters end up being developed or how the uh how the story ends up uh 
playing on like action scenes and espionage at the same time and cyber sleuthing. Um, however, if you're also a really like chronological OCD kind of guy, the newest series is actually a prequel and that's still a really good starting point if you can absorb the like difference in animation because it is definitely, in my opinion, better animated. Maybe not necessarily, it's not necessarily the same art style though. There's an evolution there. So if you can, if you can, you know, handle that kind of difference in style between the two, honestly, the whole, like Ghost in the Shell is just a phenomenal series. It's very beautiful. Great soundtrack. Yeah. Guns, cyber sleuthing, like start with, start with the 1995 movie. (laughs) Yeah. And crazy like concepts. So, um, let's see. Um, do I have any what the fuck moments? Every time they showed anime titties. <laughs> that was uh, definitely that was definitely a thing. Um where you're like, oh, they're just gonna show the whole nip. They mm. were not afraid to show some nalgas and some some chichis. Um so No chachis. No, none of that. So kind of, you know, walk into Yeah, you like kind of get a cooch shot. Like right and off the bat, it's not like it's not like a detailed one, but no. it's, you're still like, no, that's a that's a vajage. That's a vagine, if I've ever seen one. Yeah. I've never seen one. I'm married and I still haven't. <laughs> yeah, seen one. it's really phenomenal. It's kind of like it's kind of like the Loch Ness monster, where you're like, no, I thought I saw it, and I'm convincing myself that I saw it, therefore I saw it, but you probably didn't actually see it. No, but I feel like when you do see it, you'll know. <laughs> then you'll be like, yo, I saw the. Ness monster man even if you've never seen it you'll know that you saw the Loch Ness monster <laughs> then the next step is convincing everybody like yo but have you seen the Loch Ness monster man no you didn't bro no you didn't bruh. I know you're playing bro that shit was green that shit that that was an unnatural green like, that's, you ever thrown up that's not right eating too much salsa yes and it's green uh-huh and you know like damn that's really green you should really get it's that like checked. It's like 50 times stronger than that. You're like, that, that is not green. Sounds like that Loch Ness monster needs some like kind of cream or ointment. I mean, he got, he you know, he he in the swamp, in the seas. That's true. He, it's, he got some boils. It's humid. Eye. It's humid. Yeah. I hope we're still talking about like the actual Loch Ness monster. Anyway, yes. that was my what the fuck moment. <laughs> so if you're going into this shit, you've already seen the artwork. I know you have. There's going to be some lewdness to it, but... Um, they don't do it in a in your face. It's not face a sexual thing. Kind of way. It's more of a like it's a it's a no. It's, it's honestly normalizes. Actually, a yeah, yeah, man, that's, a, that's the thing. It's kind of like very much like where they normalize nudity, and it's not right. You just yeah. kind of like no, this is just a a naked cyborg being like the skin was being prepared. Like get over on. it, <laughs> God, and enjoy the movie. Once you like fucking grow up, sick of it. Uh. anyway that's what that was Follow my us, right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah let's go into our plugs um follow us on instagram at hstsc33 streaming but um twitch.tv forward slash cookie ninja carve there'll be a banner there to link you to the facebook the instagram the uh blog spot which yeah. is a bit we didn't get to do today because the council's not here and neither me nor alex actually can read we can't nope confirmed yep 
So <laughs> that's all. That's Nakansi's job, reading the things. Uh, but ne- yeah, stay tuned for next week. We're going to be reviewing the live action and hopefully uh, having a good time with it because, like I said, he's got a lot of mixed reviews. People are like, eh, it's whitewashed. Eh. Yeah. Scarlett Joe hand jab can't carry an entire film. I'm so sorry <laughs> if you ever hear this. It's it's a bad joke. It was in poor taste. <laughs> um yeah, I'm I'm curious to to check it out and, and, and break it down. But uh hopefully uh Khan's child will be back from the dead and will be able to stream. We'll see. Um but other than that, guys, thanks for fucking stopping by. We're hidden shadows of the secret chamber. We're out. Good night.